So welcome everyone to another episode of In Check with Fintech organized by PCN. My name is Rogier Roep van der Voort and on this podcast we interview CEOs, founders and executives from the fintech space about market trends, developments um, as well as the companies that they uh, work within. Um, today on the show is um, Peter de Kalua. Uh, Peter is the CEO at Tunes, uh, where he is responsible for accelerating global growth, operations, as well as managing investor relations. But prior to Tunes, uh, Peter was a CEO of payments at Naspers and the CEO of Ogon, which is now known as Ingenico ePayments, of course. Peter, welcome to the show. Thank you, Rogier. Thanks for having me. Thank you. Pleasure. Absolutely. I think, uh, yeah, today for the listeners, what we'll be talking about is kind of the impact of COVID-19 on cross-border payments and looking ahead. Um, I think in light of that kind of pre-show, we talked about you're currently in Singapore, stuck in a hotel room. Indeed, I am. So so I I, uh, I took um, a little trip to Europe last week and uh, coming back to Singapore, I have to undergo uh, a full quarantine in a, in a government uh, hotel. So I'm currently... Uh, Stuck in my hotel, which allows me to work uh, 24-7. <laughs> that's, a good, that's a good thing. I like your positivity. Mm-hmm. That's, uh, that's good to hear. Mm-hmm. Because you are um, originally Belgian. Is that fair to say? Yeah, no, nobody's perfect. So, so indeed, I, I, am from Be- <laughs> I am from Belgium. Um, I, I, I spent my, my first part of my career in, in, in Belgium and focused on Europe. And then the, I would say the last uh, eight, nine years have been very intensive on everything what is... Uh, I would say new economies or emerging markets, as they call them, um, going from Southeast Asia, Africa, Latin America. Exciting. Yeah, I think that's definitely part of the world where a lot is happening outside of COVID. I mean, in terms of kind of uh, economic developments and definitely when it comes to uh, to payments. Um, great. I mean, you, you are now, like I said in the intro, the CEO of Tunes. Can you, for the listeners, maybe give a bit of an introduction on Tunes? Sure. So, so about uh, I would say four or five years ago, we, we we had we had a view on emerging markets, and 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 of course, emerging markets is is more than than hundred countries. So, so it, it's it's very very uh, I would say it's a very large um, uh, sp- spread of different countries and cultures. But what we saw is that it it it's it's um it's it's first of all there is not that many uh, deep penetration of banks in these countries. Um, and 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 you see a lot of fintech companies taking care of that gap. Being by, if you look at Africa, you have a lot of mobile mobile operators who launch uh, mobile money accounts. Most famous, of course, is Mpesa, but you also have the, the Airtel ones and, and the MTNs. If you look at Southeast Asia or Latin America, you have more um, uh, wallet products or, or fintech wallets. Um, thinking in Southeast Asia about Grab, uh, who, is, who is very successful. So so, so we we saw that um, that. If you look at traditional world, meaning the, the world where I come from in Europe, you have banks who are interconnected with, with a technology provider, uh, messaging systems, correspondent banks. Um, but once you go into emerging markets, that, that, that is, becomes more and more complex. So, so, so um, the first step is how can you move a payment from bank A to bank B uh, from one country to the other? There is a currency. There is a, there is correspondent banks. There is a, there's a lot of fees that 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 leak uh, everywhere, uh, and and we saw we saw of course a complexity on top of that in the emerging markets that there is not only banks but there is also telecom operators who play the role of a bank and 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 fintech companies. So we, we decided to develop um, uh, a, a new platform that basically um, interconnects all these players with each other, and and focus very hard on on making sure that somebody in country A can move money to country B. Um, instant or as close mm-hmm. to instant as possible, um, 
at a, at a reasonable fee. Um, and, and secondly, I would say in a secure way that you're also sure that the money arrives. So myself being a migrant currently living in Singapore, um, I, 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 I do need from time to time to pay something in, 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 a, in, in my home country, Belgium. Um, so, so if I use a bank, uh, which, which, which I have here, of course, in Singapore, to move, let's say, a 100, euro, 100 euros value uh, from Singapore to, to, to Belgium, it, it will cost me around probably 35, 40 euros to get that money there. The bank here will charge me fees. The correspondent bank will charge cable and wire fees. And then the receiving bank will also charge fees. So, so, so that's a big chunk of money that is gone. On top of it, I don't know when it arrives. I never get a message except it is my own bank account, of course, on the receiving side. So if you see that, that that's just um, two developed countries. If you go now to emerging markets, it's, it's, it becomes very complex and very hard to, uh, to deal with um, smaller amounts in the range of, let's say, five, five euros to 15, 20,000 euros uh, uh, range. Um, it, it, the correspondent banking system is just not so suitable anymore. It, it's a system which exists more than 100 years and it, it doesn't solve the, the today's problem and it doesn't interconnect the new kind of banks which are the So we, we developed that platform. It's, it's, uh, it's of course a very um, hard work because we have to connect all these countries, all these players. So we have been doing this the last, uh, the last four years. And, and today we can say we have around 100 countries interconnected. Um, and, and we can move money across borders in, into, into multiple different, I would say, currencies, uh, a lot of exotic currencies, of course, in emerging markets. Uh, we interconnect mobile money operators, wallets, banks. Uh, we have also cash out and cash in points for some countries still. So that's what we have been, been up to the last, uh, the last four years. Interesting. So what does that platform then mean for consumers uh, now with tunes and back in the old days? You talk about indeed a big for chunk sure. of fees there used to be. Is there now with tunes, does it mean you pay one small fee? So that $5, let's say, is also lucrative or interesting to transfer rather than having big chunks of money Correct. that you should transfer? Correct. So, so, so let me let me clarify um, our customer group because holistically seen, I mean the, the market of all cross-border money flows from emerging markets into emerging markets is around sixty trillion US dollar, six zero, which is obviously a, a huge amount of money that goes in and out across across different countries. And this is from Kenya to Tanzania, Tanzania to Nigeria, but it also goes from China into into Thailand, from Thailand into so you have all these different routes. Um, and, and that goes currently over correspondent banks. So that volume exists. It just goes over, uh, I would say, uh, rails and routes, which are, which are very, I would say, old, um, inefficient, expensive. And for smaller amounts, the, the, the smaller the amounts, of course, the more expensive it becomes. So we as students, we, we have to decide, um, do we want to go directly to consumers or do we, we, we want to focus on building that network and doing the, the I would say, the, the, the fitting and the, the rails uh, in between um, and, and focusing on businesses. So we, we decided not to go to consumers. Um, so, so Tunes focus currently only on financial institutions. So we provide a bank with an alternative for, uh, for the correspondent banking system. So we mm -hmm. don't compete with them, we, we, we help them. Um, we provide fintech companies um, doing payouts to think about, um, you can think about a payment gateway who wants to pay out a merchant in, uh, in, in let's say, in Kenya. How, how are you going to do that? I mean, if, if, if the payout of the, 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 the product is, let's say, $80, how, how are you going to transfer $80 into Kenya in an efficient way? So we, we, can, we can do payouts of, of, um, of payment gateways. Uh, salary, salary role providers, for example, is another one. You have the GIG economy, you have people everywhere in the world 
uh, earning earning uh, amounts per day per week. Um, so, so these are just some examples of of, of customer groups we we touch, and where we go after. That makes sense. That's interesting. And if you talk indeed then about those financial institutions, right? Let me draw the parallel here with yeah. uh, something technology like open banking, where you see, I mean, it it sounds great. The technology could be great if it's only going to be used and it's dependent on the uh, acceptance of uh, banks to be integrated with it. But there is yeah. some. I think technical difficulties um, and maybe also not necessarily yet the um, kind of motivation to change or to operate on mm -hmm. such a system. How is that for you guys? Do you see financial institutions being willing to uh, take such an alternative to their current banking systems? Or yeah, what's the general opinion? Yeah, sure, sure. I, I think that the banks, of course, um, and, and again, we, we, we speak about emerging markets here. So, so for me, we don't, we don't focus on having a bank in Belgium um, using us to, to move money to Netherlands or, or from Netherlands to the US. We, we, we focus very much on these other 100 countries. And, and what you see is that many of those banks, they, they already have trouble just to get a correspondent banking network going. Uh, and if they have it, usually it's, it's, it's very, very cumbersome and expensive and, and slow for them. So, so, so I, I spoke recently with banks that they, they, they spend sometimes, sometimes um, weeks on reconciling if, if, if money gets lost in, in those correspondent banking networks. Um, obviously, if it's like a million dollar that flows, it, they, they will do a lot of effort for it. But if it's like a transaction of hundred dollars that was went missing, I mean, you have to employ people to go and, and, and figure out where it is. So, so we see a huge interest. Um, we believe uh, that that the the segment of the I would say the the five ten dollar to to fifteen twenty thousand dollar is is our segment, um, and coming back on that sixty trillion dollar, if if we then zoom down on how much is left uh, that we can tap into, we 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 have an estimation of around fifteen trillion US dollar potential for us to tap into. Um, that's fifteen trillion with a T, and 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 obviously that's a massive market. I mean that, that's just. Uh, uh, that's that's an insane large market. Uh, we do have the rails developed, so anybody in in in, uh, in developed countries, Europe, or US, can just simply integrate our API and and basically start moving money uh, in, in that range of five to ten, fifteen, twenty thousand dollar instantly into any emerging markets, being it depositing in a wallet, in a bank account, in a in a in a mobile in a mobile money account, or whatever uh, the receiving party is. Very interesting. We started PCN 12 years ago with a view to serving the fintech community from a growth perspective. Since 2008, PCN has helped household names in fintech as well as the largest global merchants grow with the best talent who have specific financial technology experience. If you are a VC with a portfolio of fintech businesses, a scale-up looking to hire the best talent, or a merchant looking to hire a head of payments or an entire payments team, get in touch today for a no-obligation consultation on how PCN can help you accomplish your hiring goals. Now, we, I mean, last March, we kind of started entering into this global pandemic. Um, now we're 12, 13 months mm. after. Uh, we're still in the middle of it. How, how, what has the impact been on kind of cross-border payments that you've seen? Obviously. So, so... I don't think we process yet an amount which is representative of the world, <laughs> the world's up or down. Uh, we are a growing business, um, so, so I think in, in our in our position we we we, we keep on growing, which which is obviously a nice position to be in. 
um, we, we didn't feel that much, I would say, the, the, the COVID impact. Obviously, we have some customers that went into lockdowns and, and, and reduced the amount of transactions. Um, but on the other side, we, we then, we then um, I would say, boarded new customers who started transacting um, more frequently. Um, and, and for example, one, one trend which was, was very interesting is that um, if you just focus on, on a segment where we are also um, uh, quite, quite uh, um, I would say, um, well connected is in, in, the, in the traditional remittance space. So, so the, the migrant worker in, in, a, in country A sends, sends money back home to, uh, to his family. Uh, and, and you see that um, there was, a, I would say, an acceleration process of, of, um, of um, um, sending money into mobile money and, and wallets, mobile money accounts and wallets. And, and that's basically coming from where before a migrant worker, let's say in the US, would walk into a store and send, uh, send money, let's say, to Pakistan. Um, and in Pakistan, the family would go to, a, to an agency and, and get the cash out. Um, that last mile due to lockdowns uh, switched very, very quickly into um, not going to an agency for cash, but directly into the mobile money account or the wallet of the, the receiver. Um, we were extremely well positioned as students in, 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 that, in that situation with our network and allowed directly a lot of remittance companies just to, to connect to us in, 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 into a single API, a simple API to integrate and, and, and start instead of uh, sending money where to cash out points, start sending directly into mobile money accounts and wallets in, in, in more than 100 countries. So that was for us an acceleration. Um, um, despite the fact that the global remittances went down because a lot of migrants were sent back home, etc., yeah. um, we, we we saw an uptick because we we had we had of course the, the accelerations of a lot of traditional remittance businesses directly jumping on on electronic payouts. Yeah, exactly. It was a solution that they always needed but never realized yeah. Yeah. that much until Correct. this was all hit Correct. and they were kind of forced into making this decision. Exactly. Yeah, that exactly. makes sense. Yeah. Is there, do you see differences across the world in terms of impact? Do you see other, some regions performing better than others or is it kind of the same because it's indeed more global remittance companies that you work with who have a, uh, a global reach? Yeah, in, in, in the segment of the remittances, which, which is obviously one of our segments next to the, I would say, the, the, the payouts, et cetera, um, we, we see, a, we see a, a trend that the mobile wallets and the mobile money accounts, so the, the fintech companies on the receiving side, are, are, are getting a lot of traction. Um, we see governments pushing electronic payments due to the fact of, again, COVID, um, less human contact. Uh, in, in many countries, you have to go and queue at these cash points to get money out of the, the, the system. So they don't want to have these queues anymore. So, so you see a lot of push in the receiving side in countries like Philippines, Pakistan, uh, Bangladesh, where basically um, um, the governments and the fintech companies uh, push really hard to to adopt to uh, to wallets or to mobile money accounts. Um, so for the consumer to receive money, but also to pay uh, locally, domestically for their, their goods or services, uh, etc. Yeah. Does regulation have any impact on your growth or anything like that or not? We obviously, um, I mean, we, we, we transfer money across the border from point A to B. Um, we, we, we are ourselves regulated in, in, in multiple countries, in multiple jurisdictions. Uh, so we have to do uh, all the checks like any, any other, I would say, fintech company who, uh, who moves money. Um, with, with a little, I would say a little extra element is that here in emerging markets, you, you have a lot of regulators who are, interestingly enough, uh, over-engineered. Um, not, not that, I would say, um, um, 
not that familiar with fintech and and that's one of the elements that tunes has been working on the last four years is, is really getting non-objection letter approvals from the central banks in these emerging markets explaining our model um explaining them how how we can um, make the economy in the local country better by by uh, sending and receiving money in a more economical way more efficient etc so so we get a lot of support from the, the central banks and the regulators um, but we have to do a lot of checks so obviously we every transaction is screened every transaction we see where it comes from where it goes for what is it meant for uh, etc checks but it also sounds like a lot of education then right yeah of the market of those regulators maybe yes. in some way yes uh, I would say education is is uh, yeah education explanation. It's it's uh, it's it's obviously um, um, if 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 for for more than hundred years money was moved from a bank in a certain country to another country via a very specific I would say network that exists so long. Uh, all of a sudden there is an uh, I would say the little Belgium guy from Singapore <laughs> who comes and say we we're gonna change everything. Um, it, it it takes a while and 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 that that is um. That is indeed education or just also explanation and making sure that uh, we get the support. And, and um, I, I give you examples. In, in many African countries, money moves daily across borders in, in, in pockets. So, so it's, it's also in Southeast Asia. I mean, think about now uh, uh, Myanmar, for example, as a, as a use case. Um, I mean, a lot of a lot of migrant workers trying to send money home and, and the banking system is, 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 is completely... Uh, um, shut down with 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 what's going on there. So 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 how is that money moving currently? There is runners, uh, people who take cash and they run over across the border. They they bring it to the families, etc. So 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 what regulators want is 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 visibility on that. And by us coming into intra Africa, for example, or intra uh, Southeast Asia, is, is giving visibility on what are the funds, what are the flows, um, where they come from, where they go, uh, and, and and that's of course, uh, um, I would say, again. Creating a certain certainty, security, visibility for regulators, um, reporting also on on, on what's going on in, uh, in in my country. Yeah, exactly. If you enjoyed this podcast, please consider subscribing in order to receive every episode as it's published. The fintech space is ever changing, and we care about keeping you up to date with the latest happenings in this exciting space. If you wish to appear on the next episode of In Check with Fintech please email podcast at teampcn.com. That's podcast at teampcn.com. Do you see then in that regard, you mentioned Africa where um, there's uh, runners with money crossing borders because the uh, banking system is is shut down or just doesn't, doesn't function in the right way. But maybe also from your time, we were working for uh, Nespers Arm Payu, which also focuses on uh, predominantly emerging markets. Mm-hmm. Do you see some emerging markets being more regulators and, and central banks being more prone or open to such new innovations than others? Or would you say it's fairly the same across the, those emerging markets? I, I think there is there is definitely um, I mean it, 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 it's it's like asking did you see emerging markets where the infrastructure of highways is better developed than others that that's the question you're asking me and and it would it would it would be I mean you, you cannot say that uh, that country A is as developed as country B so yeah. so I would say there is regulators who who are um, I would say understaffed and underserved um, and 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 there is regulators who are a little bit over engineered. Um, and, and everything in between. So, so I, I would not say that, um, I mean, there is not good and bad countries here. It, it, it's just a matter of um, how is it being 
done in the past and how stuck are, are, are people with, with those principles and how easy is it to, um, to show that basically there is alternatives now. And, and I think last, last week there was an article from the, the CEO of MasterCard referring that, that there is going to be a huge uptick of, uh, of, um, of payments exactly in the segment, cross-border payments in the segment where we are, the, the, the five, ten dollars to ten thousand dollars, which which the, the original tr traditional uh, correspondent banking network is is not was it's not suited for it. It's a good network if the transactions are maybe hundred or two or three hundred thousand dollars, but for like uh, the, the 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 normal amounts in in the I would say the trade that I buy something, you sell something, I send you as a as a as a, as a remittance. These amounts are way smaller, and the the, the correspondent banking network is not is not is not uh, it's not, I would say, at at speed or at par anymore for for those type of transactions. No, exactly. That makes sense. If you back to cross border payments, then indeed, what do yeah. you think is is next? Maybe the impact of COVID. We're probably in this for a good half mm. year, I would say, across mm. the world, but maybe also beyond that. What, what how do you think cross border payments will develop? Well, again, I, I come back on that 60 trillion. So, so, and this is pure emerging markets. We, we're not mm -hmm. even looking at, at US or Europe. Or, or uh, so, so, so for Tunes, we we feel that we have built rails, uh, high-speed networks, if you want, uh, which allows you to to pay somebody into an emerging market or collect money from somebody in the emerging market. Um, and, and we are still building more. So, so we have around 400 partners here, which, which gives you access to close to a four and a half, five billion um, potential people. Um, and, and we are still fine tuning and going deeper and deeper. So, so we feel that the main focus of the last years was for us really much on building that infrastructure, focusing on that infrastructure. And in the meantime, getting, getting of course, some, some, some companies to use the infrastructure. Um, and and we have been on on that on that dramatic growth path. So so if if for example the cross border trade would go a little bit down, from 60 trillion to 50 trillion, which is 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 a lot if you put it in absolute value, but there is still 50 trillion that that is, is currently work, working on a on a on a broken infrastructure. So so I, I see for for tunes and and companies in our space um, a huge potential. To, to solve that problem, to, to play a role in that. Uh, we partner with banks. Again, we, we don't compete with them. We, we empower them. We give them alternatives for what, uh, what the correspondent banking network currently provides. And, and we, we see a huge uptake. The, the traditional cross-border payments, I mean, there's is, there is many sorts of them. There is, um, if you see intra-Africa, for example, it's, 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 very, it's very large. I mean, there is a lot of trade between African countries itself, and then you have Africa to 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 China, for example, Thailand, Indonesia, Philippines, uh, India. So 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 there is not only consumer payments; there is also business payments. So we we recently launched our business hub, where uh, where uh, I would say a retailer can just uh, create on the spot an account and start paying suppliers in another country. Um, and 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 so so there, I would say the potential is is is, is insanely big. Um, it's an it's existing business, so it's nothing new that we are building, and 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 cross-border payments is just my perception uh, just growing. You, you will have you will have maybe um, dips with with specific sectors with COVID, but but you have you have a trade that goes from uh, Africa to Asia, you have Latin America to Asia, you have Latin America to Europe. Th these trades um, keep on keep on going, and 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 I, I don't see that changing very soon. On Do top you... of that, you have. We have a huge consumer group in, in emerging markets. 
And there's a massive group. It's, it's like billions of people who all want to start buying online. They all wanna. They all wanna watch a movie like 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 we we, we got used to Netflix etc. Et so they they wanna they wanna watch movies. They wanna download stuff. They wanna buy stuff. Um, so 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 the acceptance from emerging markets is also gonna jump uh, quite hard. So that's why we we, we built that two way network. We we can we can pay somebody into an emerging market, business or a consumer, but we can also collect from an emerging market, which is the the exciting part, of course. Exactly. Yeah. Do you, on the consumer side, do you feel that the um, payment behavior of consumers has any impact on your business, positive or negative? Indeed, people will start, probably start buying more online, but maybe yeah. also the, the payment method that they use. I think right now, 80% of the uh, total money uh, going around is done in cash still, which is obviously a, a fairly big chunk across the world. Mm-hmm. Um, do you think that kind of development, change in payment behavior of consumers, will have an impact on the business? Uh, we, we we see we see an acceleration of 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 uh, of elect, I would say electronic means to to pay and get paid. So so as I said before, the the, the wallets, the mobile money accounts, uh, etc. In emerging markets, we see an uptick with COVID. So, so that's that's a, a change we see in in many countries. Um, of course, there is a lot of diversification. Every country has their own wallets. Uh, three mobile, three mobile operators in Africa, three wallets. So, so, so mm-hmm. how do you make it interoperable that everybody can pay uh, uh, just everybody already in the country? Then the second question is how do you connect that these three wallets to the to the global economy? How, how can how can they pay and get paid? Um, so, so we 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 see there is an acceleration of of more usage of electronic wallets um, going away from cash, which we believe is is a, is a really good thing. Um, but yeah, I, I cannot I cannot say that cash is still still uh, there in emerging market. It, it's it's uh, it was there for the last hundred years, and it's not going to disappear tomorrow. I mean, it's it's uh, but it's a long way, and, and and that's what excites us at, at Tunes. If you look at, if you would ask one of our Tunesters what what excites them is solving that problem. It's, it's it's a big problem. It's a big opportunity. It's a big market, and 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 yeah, we 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 just we just. Uh, I need to deliver here and make sure we 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 do our part of that. Um, I would say that 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 work to get cash into electronic and then connecting these people to the to the rest of the world. Yeah, exactly. Well, Rome wasn't built in a day either, so uh, it's yes, just uh, it's an exciting road ahead. That's uh, that's for sure. June specific, then. I mean, you said you guys just launched the B two B payments uh, side of things. Uh, what's next? Is there anything exciting in the works that you can share with the listeners? I, well, it's 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 obviously the, the the focus. The first I would say years was very much on building the rails, um, and holistically seen, as I say, we, we can move money from country A to country B, and that money can be a consumer who pays a consumer. It can be a migrant who pays his uh, his family uh, with with his salary. It can be a um, I would say a a, 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 a restaurant, an Italian restaurant in a, in a, in an emerging market who pays the pasta supplier in Italy. Um, it, it might be a it might be a store who pays the supplier in China. So so the the, the use cases are are uh, very large. So so for us, it's very much focused on okay we 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 look at the use case. Is it a bank to bank payment? We have to have APIs really developed for banks. Is it a business to a business? We have to have APIs where the where you can communicate, for example, the the, the bill number, the the, the shipping number, um, the details of the the product, etc. Uh, if it's a consumer to consumer, is it a remittance? Uh, we need to make sure we can transport the 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 details of the the sender and the receiver's date of birth, etc. So we we develop very specific APIs. Um, else we 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 overshoot because the market is such so large. 
So we, we are very much focused on, on what we call our ideal customer groups and we, we, we take them one by one and we, we stay very disciplined on it. So, so once we decide to go into a new customer group, we, we will develop a new product. And the last one that we launched was our business hub where people can just go log in, create an own account and, and start uh, doing international payments uh, over the network of Tunes. And, and I think very soon we will launch um, um, and this is just a little bit of high, is, is an API where people can collect funds from wallets, mobile money accounts, uh, from emerging markets, um, and, 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 um, and potentially sell. So think about, uh, again, global e-commerce shops or payment gateways um, who, who want to interconnect with emerging markets. Um, in, in, till now, it was very, I would say, choppy because the currencies are in many countries, a um, um, lot of fluctuation. It's, it's hard to deal with for a payment gateway in Europe. For example, the second one is then, how do you move money from an emerging market into a European country? How, what is the currency exchange? So, so Tunes takes care of all those elements. And, and that's, uh, that's something that we will be launching very soon. Exciting. Now, it's great to see how big the use case is for this. And like, um, me as a consumer, I don't necessarily see the complexity that goes on when I buy something in the US. Correct. Uh, Correct. But it's uh, cool how you guys are tackling that. Um, Great, Peter. If, if people want to find out more about Tunes, about what you guys are working on, where can they go? Uh, we, we have a website called tunes.com. Um, and by the way, Tunes is a, is a, is a French uh, slang word for pocket money. So it has, it has a, a little bit of a background. Um, so tunes.com, you can find some information or send an email at uh, sales, sales at tunes.com. Uh, and we will, we will get in, in, uh, in touch and uh, see if we can help you. Makes sense. What's the French pronunciation then? Is it not Tunes? Is it Tunes? Yeah, it's it's uh, it's it's tune it's det tune or let tune. Uh, ah. It's it's uh, it's a French pronunciation. Exciting. I'm sure that but not we, a lot we, of people but, see that. But <laughs> but we we are both non non French speakers, so we probably pronounce it not correct. So we, we should <laughs> exactly. we should get a native French speaker on the on the on the call. Indeed. Yeah. Next time maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Great, Peter. Well, thanks very much, and thanks um, everyone for listening and tuning in to uh, another episode of In Check with FinTech. Make sure you uh, tune in again next week. And if you haven't done so already, please subscribe to us on uh, Spotify, iTunes, or any of the other platforms that you use. And hear you next week. Thanks for listening. And we'd like to leave you with a more serious message from our partner Free a Girl, who are dedicated to fighting child prostitution and impunity all over the world. Hi, I'm Evelyn, CEO and founder of Free a Girl. Every day, two million children, especially girls, are being held captive worldwide. They are locked up and exploited in brothels, dance bars, or online, forced into sexual exploitation. Their freedom is taken away, together with their youth, family, and future. We are dedicated to fight sexual exploitation of children by rescuing these girls. Please join us, unlock their freedom and unlock your potential by becoming a business partner. Please visit freeagirl.com for more information. Thank you.